It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the show. We spoke to Melbourne United coach Dean Vickerman this time last week since they've had a huge win over their local rivals, the South East Melbourne Phoenix, and another win on the weekend, 107-96 to over the Adelaide 36ers. And he joins us again. G'day, Dean. Good morning. But another good week. Uh, the game on the weekend in particular, though, you made, a, you made a good start, but certainly Adelaide made you work for it from right up until the final whistle. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, had, I think we had a 13-point lead at the half, and, um, you know, they they scored most of their baskets in layups and close to the rim, and, um, you know, and then the second half flipped it and, you know, went 8 of 10 from the three-point line and, and, you know, just felt like we were kind of, playing at a pretty high level offensively, but we just couldn't get rid of them. They just kept making shots to hang around and, um, yeah, closed it out well, though. Was that their good shooting and good offense, or were you a little bit disappointed with your, your effort defensively? Uh, we, were, we were below, you know, our standard defensively. Um, but, you know, I look back at those threes that they made in the second half, and, you know, anytime you make eight out of ten threes, and, and there was two others that we fouled them on the three-point line as well, um, you know, that's a really high percentage and a lot of those were heavily contested. So um, I thought good offense from them mostly. They've obviously had the coaching change uh, with CJ Bruton departing. Did did they play much differently than when you've played them under CJ? Yeah, you know, it was a similar game over in Adelaide. I think we might have been down six in the fourth quarter uh, when we played them the first time and, and made a good run back. But, um, you know, I, th- I think it's more just about the lineups. I think there's a... Um, an intent from management to say that they want to have a bit of a different look at different guys. And um, so I think, you know, from each game going forward, they'll, they'll continue to kind of have a nine-man rotation, but those that rotation will change a little bit. So, um, yeah, I don't think there was massive changes in the way that they played. Speaking about getting a look from different guys, you've done that all season long with some injuries and now you've got a really healthy squad back together. The last two games, I think we spoke about last week, you had six players in double figures in the previous game. Last two games, seven players in double figures for points scored. Have you, have you coached a, a team with the depth of talent that you've got with this one? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I think there's a, you know, when we built this team, it was we were trying to be more of a, of a kind of a Euro League team or a kind of a national team kind of concept where, um, you know, there is a depth of the roster and we are trying to play defense at a really high level. And that means um, our rotation is required to continue to keep that effort on the floor. And, and um, 
you know, we saw some people not shoot the ball well in the first half of the year, and now, you know, we're starting to see Tanner Krebs come through, yep. and we're starting to see Shay Illy come through, and, and Luke Travers, you know, those guys are, are going to be really important to us in the way that they shoot the ball in the, in the second half of the year. What about the development of, of Tanner Krebs? Has he come, a, I know he's 27 years of age, but is he pleasantly surprised you with his performances this season? No, I think it's probably on par what we, you know, we what we thought we were getting, and we're probably a little bit under uh, on the the shooting percentage. We, he's in, he's a lights out shooter, and we've seen it in practice, and we just haven't seen it in games well enough. And um, you know, I think you know now that he's he's getting that skill down, it's um, you know really locking him into his role at the three spot, and we've kind of had him at the two, we've had him at the four, and and now with a healthy team, I think he's really understanding his role. It's been a Melbourne United coach, Dean Vickerman. Another couple of wins over the last few days. Beat the Phoenix and then beat the Adelaide 36ers. This weekend, it's the open air game against the Perth Wildcats. Just given you've got so much uh, depth of talent, is it is managing minutes and keeping everyone happy, is that is that a challenge right now? Yeah, I mean, my job is not really to keep them happy. My job <laughs> is, to, is, is, to, is to win games and, and reward the right things. And I think if they feel like um, they're doing the right things defensively, they're doing the right things offensively, they should be rewarded with the, the minutes that they get. And um, if I do a poor job of that in, in not rewarding them for, the, for doing the right things, and, and then that's when we'll have an issue. But um, I think we're, we're, we're a great, great group and, they, and they, they're happy to celebrate for, for other, other guys doing well. So you haven't had anyone knock on the door and say, come on, coach, give, give me a bit more time on court, please. I'm playing okay here. Yeah, I think the, the, the championship teams that we've had at this club, we've always had a talent level that everyone felt like they could play a little bit more, but we're, we're all willing to, to sacrifice to, to try and get those wins. Offensively, it's going beautifully, as we say. You've got seven players, you know, the last couple of games scoring double figures. You scored 100 points five games in a row, which no team in the league's done for, for 15 years now. Um, I know you're, you're big on the defence, but you must be, be wrapped with how the offensive game's clicking at the moment. Yeah, for sure. You know, and um, it's continue to look at you know the quality of three balls that that we're getting, and and obviously you know the way um, CG has been shooting the basketball, he's opened things up for a lot of other people um, to score. And then we're looking at the you know the you got to keep looking at the cheap points that you can get. How are we going in fast break? Are we getting to the foul line enough? And um, for the majority of those five games, those areas have been we've been going pretty well. It's an interesting incident with uh, Dejan Vasilovic uh, late in that game when he when he cramped up and almost a member of the crowd helped him. Yeah, fantastic. I understand the the member of the crowd was a physio and, and jumped in there and and assisted where he could. And it's, we're a pretty friendly kind of crowd at Melbourne. We're we're, we're uh, it's a it's a fun place to play, and uh, I think that was a moment that. Um, yeah, he just did the right thing, and his physio got there. And I was kind of looking at the referees, was like, "What are we? What are we doing here? Is, is he? Yeah, are we taking him off the floor, or was the game kind of stopping?" But um, yeah, you know, he, he went off and came back in, and and still had moments. But um, yeah, he he was pretty tough all night, DJ. We want to be ruthless though as a home crowd, don't we, Dean? Don't hope, don't help the opposition when they pull up with a cramp. I don't know if that's us. I don't know if it's, that's the Melbourne United crowd. They're like the. Um, you know, it's a little different to some some teams around the country, and um, yeah, 
uh, yeah, there's some hostility, you know, <laughs> at different times, but we're a crowd that's you know appreciates good basketball and good play. I'm tipping if, you, if the same thing happened to a United player in Adelaide or Perth, they might not get that treatment from the locals. I'm not getting that treatment, not at all. Uh, Perth this weekend, uh, open air game. When you're preparing for a game against Perth, how much time do you spend on Bryce Cotton? That's massive. Um, you know, obviously we've got key guys that have, have made his life tough before and Shay's going to be a huge one in that. And, and then Delhi, the combination of those two in just stopping Bryce from getting catches to start with because he's so good that limiting his number of touches is really important. And, um, and then, you know, trying to keep him... You know, off the foul line, you know, when he gets those 12, 13 free throws and, and makes a couple of threes, he's going to find a way to get his 20-plus points. So, um, you know, there's so many different areas that you, you have to be able to guard him. And, um, you know, we'll spend a lot of time this week on, on preparing for him. Yeah, he was great at the death again the other night for the Wildcats. Where, where do you sort of rate him from players you've seen play in the NBL? Yeah, he's, he's, he's right up there. You know, um, I think when you categorize why people have been great do they win championships do um you know do they deal with adversity well do they have a really high motor and keep going do they make all their teammates better around them and you know he ticks a lot of those boxes how do you feel as a coach about the open air game i've heard from some of your shooters before chris golding not a big fan uh, because you'd like to play under the roof but how do you feel about the whole experience as a coach yeah, there's a promotion for the sport. I think it's magnificent. You know, I think the the pictures that you see of um, the game and, um, you know, people in the NBA who spoke to me, oh, wow, what's this game about and different things. And so I think it, it gets a recognition for, you know, our league being, you know, innovators and being able to do different things. And, um, you know, and then, you know, the actual game, to you know, walk out there with you know, still some light in the stands, and then for it to you know, to see the stars and be a different feel, and get a, a little bit of a breeze coming through, and um, you know, there's, a, there's an enjoyment about basketball for me playing outdoors in the summer, um, you know, and that's a part of this game. Yeah, forecast looks pretty good as well, which hasn't always been the case for the open air game uh, in Melbourne. You had the Christmas Day game last year. Not t- you're not part of it this year. There is two games. How did you? How did you reflect on that experience, and do you think it's a really good move to go to two games this year? I hated it. You know, as in, I loved being a part of, you know, the first time it had ever happened and being a part of history and that, but, you know, to try and organise your teams, Mm. their families, you know, the sacrifice that they're going to make to go interstate, really, really tricky one. Um, You know, if it had been in Melbourne and you had been able to just you know, be with your families in the morning and then go play a game. It might have been a different story. But, um, you know, this year, I think the Phoenix are going down to Tassie, which is going to be a a tough one for them to to navigate that one. Um, But then, you know, the Wollongong-Sydney one, that one to me makes a a whole lot of sense where those guys have the ability to, to do Christmas with the family and still go play the game. So is it a worthwhile exercise or do you think for it to be a success for everyone involved, it should just be no travel if you could avoid it. Yeah, that that would be the priority for me is the no travel part. And, you know, obviously it makes sense, you know, for 
what I'm going to do on Christmas Day is mm. is eat lunch and sit down and watch some games, and I'm certainly going to enjoy that as a as a fan of basketball. And, and a lot of other people have probably put their hand up and said, "Yeah, this is a this is a good thing for to watch on Christmas Day." Um, so yeah, I think it's obviously good for the sport, but yeah taking care of the families and, and players within the game and, and not being able to travel is a big one. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And just a different one before I let you go. Uh, big story in the NBA last week, Draymond Green. Uh, he's been suspended indefinitely. I'm sure you've had some difficult players to manage over the time. How would you go coaching someone like Draymond Green? Yeah, I mean, I think he's at a stage of his career where it's, um, you know, his, his, his form's probably just coming off a little bit and, um but you know he's always been a bit of a hothead, and, and he's had. But he's had some moments over the last few years, and it was, I was kind of you know interesting. I watched that game, and I saw the you know what happened, and there was a little bit of frustration before that happened. But um, yeah, for the league to kind of come and say you know you're out indefinitely and need to do some things to to get back to play, I think it's it's a really good move. It's kind of like. Um, a, a player with concussion, you know, you just got to kind of be symptom free before you get back on the floor, and um, you know, people aren't in danger of the a kind of way you're playing. As a coach, though, would the indefinite nature of his absence be a bit difficult to to, to take? Oh, I think if it's in the best interest of his mental health and and all other things, I think it's um, you know absolutely the right thing to do. So. Um, you know, hopefully he just takes a little break, gets back, gets his head straight and, and comes back and, and really tries to drive that team towards the playoffs. Oh, no such issues for you with this Melbourne United team at the moment. Uh, Dean, well done on the last couple of games and uh, good luck against the Wildcats this weekend. I'm sure it'll be a huge turnout for the open air game. Appreciate it. Thank you.